Hello and welcome to Park the Bus. It's the football podcast. It talks everything Scottish football from up and down the country. This week, I am joined by Mr. Andy Dixon. All right. And Mr. Ewan Armour. Oh, yeah. Right. No Keenan Hunter this week. Done his quiz and he thinks he's the big boss and doesn't have to come on anymore. So, let's edit in for me in shorter podcasts. Can I beat that, boys? Can you? <laughs> it's on a top flight one this week, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but everyone all right? Good week. Team all right? No really great results for us at the weekend, was it? Yeah. Nah, football wise, could have been better, but well, you're, a, you're a hippie, so you, you, it's understandable. Nothing really changes as well as much as regardless of what happened. Eh? Yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's just a defeat up in Ross County. Who will be at Ross County like? Draws like a defeat going all the way up there and having to go home and they win. Wait, we're that far, we're in front, it's not really that bothered. Right? Ah, you're on your own wee league table, mate, you can just go and... Aye, we're just ticking over. This is we're it in the corner and just, just stay there, that's fine. Ticking over, we've generally have just been ticking over to get a bit of fitness. We've, we've no won any time this season after an international break. No, eh? no I know, it's, it's mad, isn't it? So, we'll start off with Mr Dixon. You want to start off with Darville? Yes, let's talk the friend of the podcast, John Gall who is owner of Darval and Brennan the Bakers, who sponsor Park the Bus, and they're the home of the Kilmarnock Pie, and the World Champion Scotch Pie for 2022. Anyway, we've got the plug in. So it is getting really tight at the West of Scotland now. Uh, Darval seem to be winning most of their games in hand. They had a wee slip-up last week, but they are now third in the league, a point behind Pollock with two, three games in hand. And they're on the same amount of games as Talbot with two points behind them. And as we're recording this on Tuesday, the 5th, or tomorrow the 6th, it's Talbot versus Darville. And basically, I think the winner of that game wins the league. They, I think Talbot, not sorry, Talbot, Darville have had a bit, they're playing every three days at the moment. So I think that is catching up on them a wee bit. But I think they have managed to come from where they've came from and they are they are going to be there thereabouts. But I think the massive game tomorrow is going to be Auchinleck versus Darville. And to be honest, I wish I could go. Um, I wish it wasn't through there. Unfortunately, I've got too many commitments to go, but it should be a crack of a game. And it's something that really highlights how good the, the tier six tier tier six is. Like tier six, these teams in tier six. To have these kind of games, both leagues, East and West, are probably two of the tightest, at least for titles. Like obviously, you can you can talk how tight some of the other leagues are in the middle, but I mean, there's three teams technically, four maybe. If you're, yeah, I think Clydebank are probably out of it, but it's three definitely can win it in the West, and there's three that can win it in the East. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So I don't know what you think about Darvel, but I think it's going to be a cracker, and if they if they can beat Talbot tomorrow, then that puts them in pole position for there the playoff to get into the Lowland League. Yeah, I just feel it's the fact that they're playing that many games, two games a week for the next, what was the next six weeks, I think we calculated oh, it was. We went through it another week, aye, and it was, they're playing, they played yesterday, they're playing tomorrow, so they played yesterday, tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy, and for a part-time team, and to have the injuries that they had before, and got some, they, they actually signed a couple of players in recently, Jack Ruddy, uh, a goalie that's quite well known in Scottish football for playing at certain clubs yeah. you know to go down to that level and push them on they must have been short of maybe a goalie 
work commitments, everything else in between. It seems that they're um, they just keep somehow they get results. You know, I think their hardest game was just their past. I think it was three two. It finished. Yeah, they four three as well. They last yeah, they had that as well. And, and Largs was two one. I think it was. Yeah, so I think oh, it's yeah heavy legs. Eh? Yeah, it is heavy legs, and it 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 will take its toll. You say they're playing Auchinleck when next week or Saturday? No, they're playing tomorrow. So they're playing tomorrow. So the sixth. Oh. We're recording this in the first, so they're playing on the sixth yeah. of April. So by the time this, this is over, what's that? It just shows you that that's that's the game, and it's not even a weekend one. Eh? I know this is that. Face that could be on the telly. You can put that on Alba. It'll be a cracking game to watch. Yeah, we've got a peach, won't it? Yeah, but no. Hey, hope hope they win. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, after tomorrow night, uh, who comes out on top of that one? Honestly, I think I'm as genuinely as interested in Darvel going up as I am a bit heart sort of a bit Pennycookie. Yeah, we'll leave Pennycookie that one. But uh, yeah, that's fine. You and you want uh, to add anything on that one? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with everything you guys have said. Only thing I'm interested in is while this could be, especially more so for Talbot on winning the league, if Darvel win tomorrow, I reckon their running games could still trip them up. Yeah. Purely for the amount that they have, for the tired legs, the not enough time, still going to work every day, pretty much for them. So, suppose. Well, it probably, yeah. it probably is a title decider, but more so for Talbot. If they if they win it, they'll run away with the league, probably. Yeah, I think so. They'll just knock the stuff out of Darvel. So, I mean, Aye. that's them now in the same game, so they don't have to play any more, like, different. There's no more games that they have to play. Oh. The other one, so. Tight, tight running on the yeah. west as well as east. It's what you want. Taylor, it's what you want. Yeah, well... We'll move on from that one then. Good luck to Darvel. Good luck to any other team playing tomorrow night, if they are. We'll move on to League One, and it's an interesting one. Falkirk's going to be spending another year in League One. Ha, find, ha, uh... ha, ha, ha. Ha, yeah. Ha. So, as Ewan just says there, yeah, it's uh-huh. a funny matter. Let's see what actually happens because they said if they didn't get up this season, they are in real trouble. I don't know what to make of that because, one, as you know, a lot of players have left, managing teams have left, directors have left. Are they in a better position than they were when the new owners came in or are they at a stage of disrepair? And do you maybe see some guys like Gary Miller, Lee Griffiths, Keegan Jacobs alone from Livy? You know, these guys, do you think they maybe sign another year? Do you think they've got another year on, on their contract? Can they afford it? Can they push? Eh? Is that a question or a statement you're making there? Well, that's that's up to the fuck-up board, unfortunately, no for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's, you and you want to kick it off? Right. For me, it's been an interesting... What is that? Eight years when you think about it with Falkirk? I what from going two promotions almost to uh, mid table to almost promotion again yeah, to well, being relegated. If you look if you look back to eight years ago, that was when Hibs, Hearts and Rangers. Rangers were all in the championship. Yeah. You know. Falkirk were for at least three or four seasons when we were down there, finishing playoffs. Yeah. Quite comfortable as well. You know? 
our second season, they beat us in second place. They were doing well. And I was chatting to one of the guys in my work because a Falkirk fan. And we're going on about um, people like Peter Houston and um, okay, it was a Hartley, Grizzly. Harley, Harley was Harley. only there for a very short period of time and he's Aye. the one that realised that the club was disarray. Yeah. And when you look at it, but when you're looking back to like the Houston days, he had the club running well, they had their youth team. Their youth academy pretty much paid for the first team. From the sales, I mean. It's been like, then, it was like that for years or before even yeah, the likes of and then, and that came through. Obviously, Houston left. Then you started to see the cracks appear. You couldn't manage to get them up. The cracks started appearing. Obviously, they don't have their youth academy anymore. The one who used to stay away, stay away at East Sterling. Yeah. That's gone. Stenny Smear. Stenny. My bad. Oh, I think it's all four of them. I think it's the fourth yeah, valley. It's like a fourth, it was like a fourth valley one, wasn't it? Hi. But, you know, they don't have that anymore. They don't have the big name players to lose, mostly. They kept Sybil for years, thinking he's like the Henrik Larson in the lower leagues. Name they wanted to take a punt on him and pay money for him. But they didn't want to like just let him go for free. Falco didn't want to let him go for free. Eventually he did. Now at Livy, but he's just an example of there for too long, left, and now where are they? Mid table league one. Yeah. Slowly going down and down again. You never know. It could be in league two. Maybe not maybe not end of this season, but end of next year. And for a lower league team, I couldn't think of anyone better for it to happen to. Yeah, it's, it's one of them ones I just don't know to put my finger on it. You know, they've got a good fan base there. They're very loyal. But once they knew things were not at the stage of what they wanted to be on the park and off the park, they didn't, they don't, they're not turning up. And fair, fair, fair do so them because... It's a bit like any club. If you're if you're not playing well or something's not right behind the scenes, you're not you're not going to go. You don't want to put the money in a club that you don't know where the money's going. Is it going to the club? Is it actually going to somebody's back pocket? Right. And I, I think, think that's what well, Falkirk is. That's it. They were the culprits of bad timing. Aye. Because if you look back to when you know all the teams came down, and um, obviously United came down, all that, St Mirren. If none of the teams were there, Hibs, Hearts, and Rangers won in the league, and then for the subsequent, you know, two or three years after that, Falkirk probably would have been in the Premiership. Yeah, and it's just did they invest too heavily at a time when there was three, essentially three big teams in there consistently. Yeah, exactly. That's that's I think that's the difference is. You talked about Houston earlier on in that. You look at his one, like, how they never got promoted that season, I'll never know. And the season after is the exact same. Yeah. And it, it just goes to show that you could have the best squad there. Unfortunately, the squad they had, as you say, they had Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, and they still managed to, 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 to fight above the rest and beat Rangers and Hibs on uh, more than one occasion. And it, it just, I don't know, it, they, they, they lost their... Um, what they were famous for, as you say about the youth system, they, were, they lost their way of thinking in the sense of bringing through younger players rather than going for old guys with an experienced head. You know, look at guys that are playing football now, there's there's, there's loads of them that, that have been played for Falkirk. Bob McHugh still kicking a ball out for Queen's Park. You've got obviously Sybil at Livy. Uh, you've got other guys down south like Volks and the Grandals and 
all these guys, man, they're all still kicking a ball about. But none of them ever went back to Falkirk. And you always wonder, you're in League One, surely you maybe want a, a guy that you know, speed in his head, but they've decided not to get them. So, Andy, your turn, mate. You and you go. I think they've been a wee bit unlucky talking about time and even when they went down. Was this their third season now? It'll be next year, it'll be their fourth. Am I right? Technically, Excuse it's... Technically, it's their third this season. This season, right. So next year will be their fourth in there. And obviously, we were how close they came to getting promoted if everything wasn't going to be killed by COVID. So COVID killed that to start with. I think they need, as as a team, they probably need to just take have the biggest clear out ever. Something obviously isn't right, even not even like in, off the park in the dressing room. You're going through their squad, you've got like boys like Aaron Taylor Sinclair. He's played Premiership. Did he came for you, Scammy, did he not? Who's that? Taylor Sinclair. Uh, he left and then didn't have a club and then fuck up and signed him. Right, okay. So you've got him. You've got Callum Morrison who's played in the Premier League. He's technically been the, the boy that's been keeping it going for them. Lee Griffiths, enough to say about him. Gary Miller. What's that? Gary Miller. Gary Miller. You've got Obviously, Keegan Jacobs, Charlie Telford, Brad McKay, all these boys have Paul played Watson. Right? Aye, Paul Watson as well. Yeah, he returned just halfway through there, couldn't find a club because there's reasons why people don't want him. He's yeah. inconsistent. And then there's players there that maybe haven't been Premiership, but they've definitely been Championship players. So they should be good enough. So there's obviously something, too much chopping and changing, too many egos. The whole thing probably needs to be ripped up, started again. And they, someday, they need to build on it. like, And then... But the problem is, is that the fans have got expectations. They're a, they're a big club in there. They're a full-time club. And I want to say there is some full-time clubs. And then I think there's no as many, there's no as many full-times, but they're a full-time club and a part-time, effectively a part-time league. Yeah. Um, and they're finishing where they are. because And there's obviously something they need to they need to go through that. And just get, it, well, no, but as you say, it's not just that as well though, Andy. It's the fact that you've got all these other teams that are doing the same thing, but on a part-time basis. You know, Cove Rangers, you can name it, the example. They're part-time, but they've got guys like Ian Viger, Shea Logan, Ross Draper. They're getting guys on loan from Aberdeen. Yeah, You've got guys at Queen's Park that are the same kind of thing. Simon Money, Bob McHugh, we've went through the whole list of them. They're full-time with a hybrid model of some sort. Yeah. And then I'm you've got... What's that? Well, this is what I said. This is something that Falkirk are going to have to look at. Yeah, they're going to have to look at that position, aye. They kind of get these players to, so they, you've kind of get these players to to get get a tune to these players. Then the manager needs to have a look at. And to be fair, the manager's just new in. They've had so many different managers. Yeah. Um. So manager after manager, so they're going to have to go through that and get rid of the bot ones that didn't want to be there. The ones that are just picking up an easy paycheck. Correct. Or that level, and like, like obviously Morrison, he you imagine he'll go because he's probably better than League One. I obviously he was one of the, the ones that I thought, yeah, he's he's done maybe the right thing, get his career maybe back on track of some sort. Yes. But I think, look at the I, season how it's panned out, you know what I mean? It's I think he's taken a step too low. I think he's probably a championship player for what I've seen of him. And I Aye, him. but maybe that's the case of my Falkirk at the start was probably paying more than Queen in the South. Yeah. More more, more more than almost supposedly like likes the Partick and that as well. Partick's yeah. a decent wage, but I think Falkirk broke the bank for players that are mediocre, unfortunately, this year. And I think that's what's cost them again. Aye, probably. 
recruitment. I think Paul Hartley said that in one interview that I watched. And he says uh, that was the biggest problem that year. We thought we'd done the right thing, but the recruitment behind the scenes was just completely guff. Yeah. And it just it you could just see it falling apart, eh? Yes. Um, so, so, so I, I don't know. It's it's it, it, it it's hard to think. Like you could see it on paper, I scrap the squad or get a new manager in, but it's not worked before, it'll probably not work again, eh? I think it needs a, it needs a I don't know if the <coughs> Again, it could be the boy. We'll move on in a minute, but it could be the the boy needs to just to be ruthless. I think. And, well, this yeah. is the thing that manager that's in place is only to the end of the season anyway. Is he? Yeah. So Martin Rennie, we'll be the boy's name. Martin Rennie. Um, again, he has to whoever it is, somebody has to be ruthless and just get as many many as they can and just. Yep. Because I like guys like Charlie Telfer. I know for a fact he he's he's a guy that's. I know he he's, he sounds good on paper, but. Yeah, he's well, it's just a wage he's getting caught up for probably a big wage to most. He had the hype, didn't he, when he was younger because of the, uh, the he did that. Uh, he done the he kind of made, made them that same kind of time as gold, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. The Dundee United golden era for, for well, youth system. Well, the thing is, it was all the thing because he, he transferred for Rangers to Dundee United. Yeah, that's right. The money. So that is right. That's true. I forgot about that. But uh, no, Falkirk. Can I get the playoffs? Enjoy League One. So, with Scotland's World Cup hopes put on hold for a short period of time until probably June, we are going to talk about the draw that happened. So, Scotland has been drawn against, you guessed it, the old enemy, England again. Also, the USA and Iran. What do you think of that? Can we add potentially in first? Aye, potentially. Well, I'm just saying that's the draw. We will be going into that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. If we get through, yeah, potentially. So this is this is it. No, we're going through. Okay, so you know what? It's not. It's quite a good group. I think it's a great group. It's entertaining, isn't it? We certainly can get out. Entertaining? 100%. If it's anything, well, you see it in the papers already. As soon as the draw was made, here's England's route to the final. England will top this group. You yeah, know, it's only France Yan- and all that's going to stand in their way and all that kind of Yankee shit. Yankee Doddle Dandy and all that crap. <laughs> to be honest with you, a lot of people when they're making their predictions for the draw for best outcome, worst outcome, yeah, a lot of people had Switzerland instead of the US being our best outcome out of pot two. Yeah, which I didn't really get because the Swiss teams are pretty damn good team. They made it to what the quarterfinals to the Euros. Yes, I don't think the, the US team isn't as good as it was. Yeah, but I mean, if yeah, they get the guys fat, they're, they're probably all right. Yeah, of course. But we've got the thing is we've got a good squad, like. And this is the thing: is that sometimes we under we underestimate how good our like how good our are. we do. So definitely, I think that we're good enough. I think that if we can beat, if we can get past Ukraine and then Wales, there's no reason why we can't we can't get out of the group. But at the moment, it no. just feels like it just feels like we're being shown this. This is what you could win. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's just what you're saying there about being the squad, but I think after Clark's obviously been. In this position now, we've got to European uh, competition. 
it's gave us a taste of what to do right and what not to do right. Okay, don't let a guy score the goal of the tournament in the first game at home to Hamden. That's hopefully that have your goalie happen. playing centre mid. Yeah, hopefully that never happens again. But even have the wrong goalkeeper and goals. Yeah, exactly yeah. that as well, maybe. But we'll we'll keep your hearts in respect, so Andy, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep talking about the national team as a whole. What what would you like to see in the Ukraine game if it is, does go ahead? Do you think the fact that Tierney's been um, ruled out for the season and probably after that, obviously, because the season's obviously finished by then, but do you really think that we're going to be short? My mm. opinion, quickly, I, don't, I think we'll be fine. Me and Andy spoke off here about Iron Hickey. He's playing against for Bologna again, right back, on fire. 0-0 last night, wasn't it? Yeah, aye, 0-0 and he was playing right wing back. So, But I think when you're talking about Tierney, I think that Cooper obviously can come out. Is it Cooper or Palmer? I think it's Cooper. Cooper, aye. Aye, so Cooper. he comes in. He can come in and play there. He's, left side, he's a left-sided <coughs> player anyway. So he can slot in there. If I'm allowed to put my if I'm allowed to put my heart's tinted specs on, you could put Stephen Kingsley well. in there. Like you could put Josh Doig in there technically because that's where he's been playing there for Hibs. Like there, we have got options that can go into there. I don't think Hickey maybe could play in there as the left of the three centre halves, but I think we've got enough cover to to cover that. Mm. I think I definitely, do, I definitely do feel that Tierney is probably in our top three yeah. best players though in the squad. And Absolutely. the way that haven't well, you can see it in the second goal against Austria, the way that him Robertson were linking up doing that left wing, and it's something that Clark somehow managed to get working. Yeah. So it will be a big miss for us, I think. But you're right in what you're saying, Andy. There is loads of cover there. Well, more yeah. than adequate cover anyway. Yeah, maybe, no, think, maybe no Josh Doy. Well, the thing, I was, what I mean is, though, it's somebody that's, that can play in there. And by the time the, the World Cup comes along, if he's out, like, that's technically into the new season. So he might start, he might be somewhere else. He might have started right. the season quite well. So it's just these type of players. He's a young laddie that's coming in. Yeah. Kings has had a good season this season and I, there's no reason why he couldn't slot in there. But I think that, I, I think when you've got Tierney in there because how good Tierney is, he can slot, he he slots in quite well when Robertson pushes forward and they can, they do link up well because sometimes they want to be in the same space, but they've got that, they have got that good understanding as well. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, well, I'd, like, I'd like to see um, us try and get that Tino Livramentano. I like haven't spoke about it before. Yeah, um, so, uh, Southampton. Yeah, yeah. I think Scottish grannies in that, but I think, well, to be fair, you take one, but I think we need to be in the World Cup first for something like that to happen. That's how we got Adams by qualifying for the Euros. Yeah. So I think we need to be at the tournament. If we're at the tournament, then we become a better prospect. So these boys like the boy for Southampton that I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Uh, anybody else who's Scottish granny? I mentioned Harvey Barnes last week. Maybe something for something he might consider it now that he can go to the World Cup with Scotland. So it's one of them. So if we get there, I think it opens it opens doors to players that might not consider us. But I think we're I think Clark's probably nailed that and Kieran's not here this week, so we can probably play Clark a bit more praise with him feeling quite big he did. Yeah, I think that'll be summing that up. You know, we'll just have to hope that our game does either go ahead or we, we get the bye. We need to just wait and see what happens, don't we? Yeah. Uh, that That's the main thing, as we said. Potentially, this is all hypothetical speaking. 
But the draw is an entertaining one if we do get through to Qatar. Just yes. unfortunately that we'll be in the pubs and not at the grounds in in Qatar. Eh? One quick thing about the great the actual group itself. So you've got England, Iran, and USA on yep. the same group. Now technically it could be two British countries in that in that group with Iran. Yep. Yeah, that's that'll, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that will be fun. Will be indeed. So here we go. We're going to go on to now the Lowland League. Unfortunately, the Lowland League clubs have done an SPFL on the West of Scotland, East of Scotland, South of Scotland teams. They have voted in favour to have B teams in for another season. As we have talked in previous podcasts, we knew this vote would probably go through as a yes rather than a no. And it's just a self-preservation league once again. It's trickling its way down to the lower leagues, unfortunately. The biggest problem for me is this has just opened the door now the backlash from fans and even managers of certain clubs have even went to Twitter and Facebook to vent their frustrations. I just feel that it just shows you that that's the wrong call. And uh, Andy, you want to elaborate on something you found out today about yes. the money, did they even get the money? Yes, so basically last week, I think was it last week or the week before when we talked about... Last the, couple of weeks I think it was, we've been talking I, about and it. I said, and I actually said something, I said that it would if you can understand why clubs would vote it if the clubs with the clubs were getting the money. So fifty grand a week. So a few grand that would done. But it turns out from listening to the official catch up podcast today that the clubs don't even get the money. It goes straight to the league. So there's fifty grand. So it's twenty five thousand pounds for Rangers, twenty five thousand pounds for Celtic effectively if they come back in. Because that's what they paid this year. So that's fifty grand that goes to the league. What have the league done with the money to start with? That then opens up the question is so is that what it, is that what it costs to come in to basically buy your place in that league for a, a new twenty five thousand pound every year as a guest team until it's voted against? Yeah. You can't be relegated, but you can't be promoted either. So you could just pay twenty five thousand to play in the lower league for absolutely no reason. I, I reckon we could play club a team together, get the money, sort of thing, get a team in the lower league. Well, this is it. Effectively, I don't even know if you. I don't we think we probably need that license, but yeah. what's, what's to stop John Gall going? And we mentioned him earlier, what's stopping it going to his pocket and go, there you go, there's 25 grand. There's, we'll go up and we'll just we'll pay 25 grand every year and we'll just play here. Because that's effectively what could happen is that teams could just constantly play in that league because it's basically becoming, it's becoming a, I'm trying to think what the word would be, but it's becoming the place Self, where self-preservation the, league, the ceiling. It's becoming a ceiling effectively because there's because there's no like easy way up into the SPFL, and the SPFL are not going to let them in because they go, well, why should we let you in when you're not actually letting yourself? Well, you're not letting anybody into you. Yeah. So this is the thing: is that they're going to go, well, why should we? Why should we bother? So this is this is your ceiling. They, this is as far as you, 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 the teams can go. So why would you need to go through a team? Why do you need to go through the west, of, the east of Scotland, or the south of Scotland? When effectively you could pay pay twenty five grand and become in there and become a guest club for the season. Yeah. It's an absolute joke, and it's a shame. And the thing is, is the thing is as well because we looked at the teams that came out even for the vote last week, like Broomhall, they voted against. They voted against like the relegation thing, like sorry, voted for like more promotion and relegation. So they voted for that, 
which shows that it is more that they're um, it shows that they're probably thinking about being progressive because if teams go down, so if a team goes down into the east of Scotland, they probably want to have more promotion relegation so that they can get back up. And and vice versa, by teams like the top of the league would want more into the the SPFL so that if they have to come back down, it's easier to get back in. Because teams teams like Vale, they'll either probably fall into the east of Scotland this season and nobody's seen a game. Yeah. Yeah, that that is is a sad reality. And it's it's at the stage now where you're just getting peed off all the stuff going on behind the scenes. There's more than to meet the eye with this. As you're saying that it's it's shutting the door for more teams to get relegated at once. Yeah. And the Lowland League spat the dummy out when the SPFL said about League Two teams, yeah, we're keeping it to the one team and the other option is if the playoff team obviously loses, they get relegated. But nine out of ten times, unfortunately, that it's it's a case of, yeah, well, actually, tell you what, that's one thing that actually changed. Um was it County Beef's the only one that's been staying up. Obviously, Berwick got relegated. You had uh, East Dillon. And um, is it the case where also Kelty's flying high? So it, 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 I don't understand the reason why they've done that. I understand that you've got to keep the self-interest in your own club and keep yourself in a good position financially in that. But if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And from from what I can tell eventually. well, Cammy, is that the way that this sport's been put through, and especially with the last one with the relegation of promotions, might be from the fallout from there not being more promotions to the actual SPFL. That's what I just said. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what they've done yeah. it for. Because they're saying, well, why should we have to open our doors for the West and East of Scotland when the SPFL don't open their doors? Yeah. And it, and it, it's petting us because, as we spoke about off-air many times before, I said that you know as well, you and that the Lifco Rose bonus is massive. The, the, the teams that are in the Lone League now top end of the table like East Kilbride and that and both say Bonnerig will probably get promoted with these kind of teams here it just kind of shows you that the other teams to come up will bring so much more to that league than at Ember Uni Stirling Uni and I think that's what the sad thing is that these teams are just going to keep rolling away every season now and it's only going to be one going down and it just, I don't know, it just stinks of shit, to be honest. And I can't, I'm, not, I'm just not going to beat the bit of the bush anymore. It just stinks of shit. It just makes and it that much harder for any team that actually wants to progress. And it's not even harder, that... you know. It's not harder, though. It's it's the money that they've, they've, they've put in this year. And you know yourself, Darvel's put a lot of money. I know the Rose yep. have. I know Pennycook's broke the bank a wee bit this year as well because they know it was a chance. And they've just been slapped in the face, even again, because I vote that, Technically, should have never happened in the first place. Yeah, I think that's, that's the sad thing. That's what I feel. I just feel like it's a betrayal as such. The thing is, there's so many teams that need to get up. I think Pennycook need to go up now, or they're, they're probably not go up for a while. No, and it's the same with Rose Tamey. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. The Rose are going to lose if they don't go up. I think they'll lose about four, four or five top players. Well, this is it. We've lost two. Uh, we're losing two Edinburgh yeah. in the Lowland League that might try and take them. Because these boys can go up, and these boys can play at a higher level. So, it's, and because it's so hard that they'll just go, okay, what I might depend on, they, they might just take this, take that step up at a better team. Yep. So I think that there's lots of teams that need to go up, and it's made it so hard. They've closed the, they've closed the doors. They've made it so hard for these teams, and it's, it's a shame because when a team does come down. But I just muted myself there, but. <laughs> 
actually just dropped my pen. So basically, yeah. So what I'm saying is that teams are going to, as I said, the teams are going to try to come back up because they've made it so hard to come up. I think personally, all three winners of these three leagues should go up. South of Scotland, West of Scotland, East of Scotland, all should go up. Simple yep. as that. Your yep. champions. The winners of the Lowland League should go up. The winners of the Highland League should go up. And they could have a playoff for another team if they need to. But that's how it should be. Yeah, one each league, boom, done. You yep. come down, you come down, simple. Yes, absolutely. I bet it's, that's too easy, mate. Too easy. I know. Too easy. You knew you were saying what you were going to say, mate. Oh, I can't even mind. It's what I'm eating now. I just came in, sorry. Uh, you, you, Andy just came in and took your butt. But anyway, it, it just, as I said, stinks of shite. And I just feel, I feel for the committees, I feel for the ones that are really going for promotion, as Andy just said, they're like Pennacoot, Lufkey, Trent, for the, the East and for the West. You've got Pollock, obviously Darvall and Auchinleck. They're the, they're, they're the driving force in these leagues. And this is what's caught the eye because every single one of them are like four or five points in it. You know, or even two points in it or one point in it. And it just shows you that the crowds as well, when you look at some of the tendencies, you go, This this could be class. Imagine them going up again and up again. You know, we talk about Bonnerig. Bonnerig are going to be one of the highest tendencies in the in the what League One, League Two probably. Well, they go up. What I would say is I just want to add a wee caveat is I don't I wouldn't have a problem as much with the B teams coming in. As in like a B team, Ranger Celtic any of the other bigger teams want to put a team in. I would have a point a problem with that if they made it easier for the tier six teams to go up and do. Yeah, as you say, as long as they get the option to to, to have that, that way to get up. Yeah. You know, have the B teams but also have the relegation properly. They need to make it bigger, right? They need to sort it out. So here we go, we're almost coming to the end of this podcast, but we've got another couple of things we want to talk about. We've got the VAR vote. So VAR, Virtual Assistant Referee, is meant to be coming to Scotland. But once again, it's all about votes, this podcast. This one's going to a ballot vote with all 42 clubs in the SPFL, which we've worked out it needs 75% of each league to go through. If I remember correctly, I've watched what I've read. Andy's the, 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 the kind of stat, static man, statistics man, sorry, and the, the rules man in this podcast, but I'm sure that's right. Yeah. It's the same It's the same voting numbers as it was to call the leagues. Yeah, so they need to do that. The one thing that's quite intriguing, Livingston, my own club, I know I mentioned them again, unfortunately, but they... Take have a, a shot if you... Eh? What, what, what? You mentioned Livingston, take a shot. Take a shot, aye. Eh... <laughs> uh, so Livy have obviously put out on Twitter they want to hear from fans what they think of are before they do their vote, which technically is, I think it's a banging idea, you know, because they've talked about the cost of VAR for the club. I think Martindale came out and said a wee while ago, I think the cost of it is at least four top players for Livy. So that just gives you a perspective of what it's like for Livy. What is it going to be like for clubs that are not as good state as us and all that kind of stuff so take it away you you, you have your wee chat first before Andy takes your wee points again eh? aye VAR <coughs> Firstly, I would much well I am for VAR when it works mm-hmm. when you have competent referees when you have the right people in place they know the system they know how it works it's a fantastic thing 
and I think we've seen it. Um, I think quite a few more more often than not, it's abroad. When you look at places like I don't know, Australia, Italy's a bad example, but you know that could be one of them. I would much rather we have goal line technology in first and actually use it. We have it in cup finals. Yeah. Why not just implement that <coughs> in every stadium? It doesn't even have to be the lower leagues. Top flight stadiums. Yeah, maybe a top flight VR, requirement. When you come up to top flight, that's a requirement. That's it. If we're only if we're only doing VR in the top flight anyway, why yeah. not just put goal line technology in first? Because I'm not going to lie, the amount of yeah, okay, the Partick Morton one's probably the worst one, but the amount of goals that have happened over the years that haven't counted or ones that have counted when they shouldn't have. Yeah, you know, yeah, VR will help with that, but goalie technology, it'll be cheaper. You stick a camera on top of the goal, boom. It's not even just that, though, you and you're right, you're saying it's, we've talked about it again, I don't really, we don't really want to go over and over again like we do every podcast, but you talk about goalie technology, that's one step. The step before that is full-time refs. Step after that, I would say, is the goalie technology. The step after that is infrastructure for bringing proper, proper training and proper modules through and the fourth step is VAR. But if it's not sustainable, don't do it. And I don't think need, it is sustainable in our leagues at the moment. You need people in charge of it who are going to be consistent, though. Yeah. And, again, we're talking about referees. You've seen it at the weekend. It happened in the Livingston Johnson game. It happened in the Hibs game. Well, let's see, let's see a wee bit about that. So you, you, you talk about your one first, then. Right. So, I, well, I, I, I want to talk I, about I, this. I could talk about there's three incidents. Between the Hibs game, the Livy game, and the Celtic Rangers game. Mm-hmm. 100%. While well, I do feel that towards the end, Mueller went down very easily, you know, it's a, a strong wind blew him over. It's the exact same tackle. And, you know, we spoke about this in the chat actually before it came on. Exact same tackle that happened when Ryan Kent got the penalty east of road yep. last year. Mm-hmm. Again, consistency. Miller gets booked, Kent gets a penalty. The exact same thing. Consistency. People will talk about, obviously, Dundee United should have had a penalty because when the ball hit Josh Stoig on the arm, but when you actually look at the rules, because it hit, came off his thigh and then hit his arm, it's actually not a penalty, which is mental to consider. But again, that's down to the rules changing, people not being fully trained, I'm just glad the referee actually knew that rule for a change. Then you go on to one that will leave the level one for the end, that's the most entertaining one. <coughs> You've got, we'll say just before Celtic scored uh, their second goal, if VR was in place, would they have had a penalty when they went through on goal? Yeah, I would have said so. McGregor doesn't take the ball, he takes a man. Yeah, okay, his leg does hit into him, but at the end of the day, if you have someone looking back over that for a couple of minutes, that's a penalty. Consistent refereeing. But that's where sort of where Bar would help out. And then the best one at the weekend. I don't know. What were we play? Were you playing volleyball in Perth? I think it was playing rugby, mate. Playing rugby, rugby going for a try. Handball. I think it's going for a try, mate. Hey. I mean if you give that one there. For Fitzwater against Celtic, right? How can how can Clancy looking right at the ball and not give that? How how can you how can you dive on the ball and punch it away? 
Yeah, and, and again, that's, though, that's the thing. Down to, that's not even consistent refereeing. That's just poor. It's shockingly poor. He's standing right in front of it. And the only thing is, if we do get VAR, it's the same refs. Yeah, and this is what you're saying is like so you're going to get the same decision. Have they got a thing in the back? Like he's a bit like part-time footballers. You know, been working all week. Is there a stigma, or am I going to lose my job? Maybe, or is something happening at home? Or you know, that could be happening to full-time footballers. But if full-time referees, they are solely focused on I'm a referee. It's a big difference. It's a big, big difference. And I, I do just feel that maybe the money that they're going to spend for VAR on each club or whatever it's going to be that the clubs need to put in could be, what, another, what, 100 refs that could be full-time? It's more so the fact it's going to cost 100 grand for each club. Well, that's what I'm talking about. If you had every club, that's what I'm saying, 100 grand each club. That that could be full-time referees for, that's 12, maybe they say 12, 12 to yeah. 20 referees, full-time. There we go. Sorry. So, Mr. Dixon, take it away. We've had enough rambling. I agree with what, I agree with what he's saying. Absolutely. VAR should not be a fixed for shite refereeing. Simple as that. Because this is what it is. is that refereeing standards have absolutely dropped through the roof. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. They have the decisions, the same decisions are every week are different. Um, and everything's saying, oh, we need VAR. We need VAR. VAR's only there to pick obvious errors. In the day, if the if the boy in the booth thinks that the the referee hasn't made an obvious error, VAR doesn't pick up. So they need to be trained properly. The folk in the park need to be trained properly because if they're not trained properly, they'll they'll do what they do in England and they'll let VAR ref the game. So they need to be able to ref the game, not worry that VAR will pick them up because it's there. It's a tool. It's not there to overrule them. And they need to be trained. They need to basically spend Monday to Friday in a performance centre doing training or whatever they do, improving themselves and be professional. Because as Cammy said, and I made this point the other week, is that they've all got full-time jobs. Wally Collum has to teach Monday to Friday. So he's worrying that like he's not just, he's not thinking about what game's coming up. But he's, he's got enough sleep to go in for school. Has he got enough sleep to go and travel across the globe to referee? Has he got enough sleep to... Well, he's, got to, he's got to think, he's got, plan, he's got marketing to do, he's got lesson plans to do, he's got everything else to do, parents, report cards, everything else, on top of trying to do a full, to do, effectively, no fun. Nothing like the weekend there. Well, the thing is, it's it's a part-time job, but it's quite, it's, it's very demanding. Well, the thing is, there's no Scottish rest on the UEFA list now, so. Uh, Colin still is. Is he still on the UEFA list? He's uh, just, doesn't get, doesn't they get tournament work? No. So, that's, that's telling in itself that there's no Scottish officials going to the tournaments. 20 years ago, Hugh Dallas was the fourth official in the World Cup final. Now look at the state here. Yeah. So I think we need to probably, they should be looking at taking the referees at the top, making them professional. The ones that want to go professional, make them professional and start for there and then build. And if we are going to use VAR, fine. I think VAR, VAR could be good. Goal line technologies, as you said, it probably is something we definitely need. I don't know really if you want me to go down the Stephen King's example, I will. But uh, that's something that everybody in the ground missed. Five officials missed it. And that's why the technology is there to help them. So I think they need to they need to make sure that that's what they're doing and have to be trained as best as possible, not just allowing this camera to, to run it. I, I don't even bother about the, like, the, the delay in the ground. If you've got the right decision, if it's a, if it's a goal, 
and it's some and if it's a goal, then fine, we've got a goal. It's it's one of them is that I'd rather have the correct decisions than worrying about and debating about in the pub because I'd rather have three points. You said that you've hit the nail on the head, you especially as well. Like I, I, I said to my dad before, right? I like the idea of it because in England, yeah, there's some games, yeah, you could get the result that you deserve, maybe. Uh, red card decisions, penalty decisions from last man challenges to free kicks at the end of the box. So you could go at one end of the, of the ground, score a goal, and it goes back to that free kick. It's, 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 yeah, it's the excitement of that. That's quite funny because the opposing team think they've, they've went one up, maybe. But the problem for me is, I actually really like how it is now in Scotland. Scotland's a fast game. It's quite a physical game. And you see, like I'm actually technically technically watching a game now on telly and doing this at the same time. I'm watching Blackpool game. And they don't have VAR in the Championship down south. One of the best leagues in the world, supposedly. Most competitive, etc. whatever they say. Right? Look at it, for example. When they get promoted in this league, there's no VAR, there's no this, there's no nothing. They get to the Premier League, everything's there, the whole lot. So it just goes to show you that they've only got goal-line technology and full-time refs, and it works. They might get decisions wrong, but that's life. They, they admit it, they get on with it. But with the Premier League now, it's all, as Andy says, it's a fallback. It's not actually there to help anymore. It's now get turned into this fallback of referees. Wait, don't, don't pay the referees as much money then. <laughs> you know? You know, so yeah, that's that's my thing. I think we'll 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 finish it there. Andy, you got an hour bit to say? I'm good. You're good. You and you all right? Hold on. Hold on. So before we go into our quiz of the day with the two three of us, we're gonna go for the last game before the split is all to play for now. Obviously, top six, bottom six, last game before it. Uh, Livy's got Motherwell, Hearts, Hibs, Dundee, Dundee United, and I don't really care about the rest, but um, Andy will fill us in for that one, will you know? What was that? Just the rest of the fixtures. Uh, Hearts, Hibs, St. Martin, Rangers, St. Johnston, Celtic, or Celtic, St. Johnston, it's Dundee, Derby, and yep. Motherwell, I've somebody. Livy at Motherwell. Love you, Motherwell. There you go. So it's one of them ones. It's all to play for. It's going to go to the last game. Certain teams win, certain teams draw. I think Livy's got probably one of the better games to play. Motherwell's also went above them now. But if Livy win, it's, it's, it's got almost guaranteed pretty much top six. Hibs are almost the same. Hearts have got nothing to play for. Just to, to get the bragging rights in Edinburgh, obviously. Uh, Dundee Derby Dundee's got everything to play for Dundee 90s as well but at the same time Dundee you just don't know where if they're going to get a win out of anywhere do you you know uh, the Aberdeen game was half and half but at the same time you're thinking you know what how can they go through a spell of so bad runs and not get a result a draw against Aberdeen's no bad though yeah uh, but what do you think uh, Mr Dixon I think it's going to be if I need to take last last game, I think there's going to be a few upsets. I think it is. It's just like I, I sat last week and tried to make predictions, and every one of them was a shambles. Eh? Just about the only prediction I'm going to make for the whole season is that St Johnston will catch somebody, probably St Mirren. Um, but because it could be three points in it, it probably won't be. But I think that 
it's just it's mental that Motherwell are in a European spot and they've won one game this season eh, since April, eh, since January. Sorry, it's now April. I think that basically, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and make a prediction. I think I probably still think Hibs will get it. I think Hibs will get a point at Tynecastle. I think Dundee United and. I don't know. The last place could be because you've 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 got to win, but somebody else has got to get beat. Cam, is that right? What's that? You're you're, you're um, it's not in your hands, basically, is what I'm saying. It, from what oh. I know, is if Levy win and Ross County, aye, if Levy win and Ross County don't win, Levy's in the top six. Right. Aye. So basically, Ross County. If Ross County win, Levy can't make the top six. Unless uh, Hibs don't, unless Hibs don't win. Honestly, it's why it's one day why I'm struggling my head around it. But yeah, oh, aye. I don't, I'm not make, I'm not making predictions for the rest of the season for Hibs anyway. That's for sure. I think he's all got a point. Eh? I genuinely think you've got a point. I think. But the fact that our essentially whether our season is going to be a success or not rests on this game following two games, which is two derbies. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely bricking myself at both. Well, this is the thing. I think the only thing that's saving Livy more than any other team is the fact that we're playing Motherwell. Yeah. You know, they're sitting in 39. We go above them also in 40. Hibs win. I mean, it depends how many goals. It's on goal difference job, isn't it? Yep. Um, and I think that's 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 the problem, isn't it? That is the biggest problem. You look at the goal difference. Motherwell have got the worst goal difference at the moment. So Dundee United are minus six, Motherwell are minus twelve, Hibs minus four, Ross County minus eight, Livy are minus eight, Aberdeen are minus three. So Aberdeen are playing Ross County, so they beat Ross County and Hibs didn't win. Or Hibs even draw, then Aberdeen will, will go above them, they'll finish sixth. And it's I think St John's uh, St Mirren they're, they're minus 16 so I think if it, they're, they're out I don't think they're oh, they're playing Rangers anyway they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty much out yeah I think they knew that game from Motherwell mm-hmm. it's, <sighs> it's just one of they made the I've got a feeling we're going to see a lot of draws this weekend uh, probably I think without the, I think the two old firm teams will probably win and I think the rest of them could be draws I think and, and, Edinburgh Derby is just going to be 22 boys kicking the ball but know what to do in any because nobody will want to get injured for the following week or sent off so they miss the game if it's like violent conduct or something we should we should do like our sending off so what's that we should do like our sending off this season (laughs) but Porteous is sitting in the stand so well that doesn't matter Pud Hanlon Bashiri Ochis Lewis Stevenson he's going to go there (laughs) two foot Barry Mackay permit for the rest of the year Take his red card. <laughs> calling it, calling it here now. Fine, I could live with that. We've still got enough in the tank anyway, but we'll discuss that on a later date. Right, this is it's too close to call, especially the way the teams have been playing. Yeah, over the past couple, it's too close to call. You know, four points separate, four from ten. I actually can't believe how much St Johnson's clawed back the yeah. the deficit. That's, actually, that's only been two wins, by the way. Which is, and now they're only two wins away from it. Aye, which is, if they somehow manage to get a result against Celtic, like, which they probably won't, but it's one of them, is if they manage to get any result, they could be within three points. And this is when the bottom six becomes like, every game's a six-pointer, eh? Aye. 
Dundee aren't even that far behind either, eh? Like, if no. Dundee, get a, Dundee get a win, they're, they're within 10 points. They would be within 10 points in St. Man, which is... This is a wee bit off-topic here, but I've got, I've got to say it in the, in the, in the pod. Levy have just announced probably one of the best lineups for our Player of the Year awards. You want to hear this? Right. Right. Tam Cowan. Uh-huh. Dick Campbell. Yeah. And Paul Reid. Who, who's the last one after done of the Paul Reid is a Scottish football impersonator, supposedly. All right, okay. Yeah, uh, but Dick Campbell and Tam Cowan is your... That'll be good. Two speakers. Brilliant. You got it. Much is that one? Much is that? 45 quid, including a meal. <laughs> drinks. By the way, Hearts on Hearts on Inch one this week. How much is that? Right. Well, there, I'll get you the itinerary and I'll read you it and you can guess the price. All right. Well, we've got this one here. Arrive at 6.15, welcome mm-hmm. at 7, meals at 7 till half 8, awards at 8.39, speakers, I'll say 9 till 9.45, awards again, then a speaker, then music and drinks in the club and I'll say and that kind of stuff. Sorry, this is our Hall of Fame, I should say. So we've announced our uh, Hall of Fame. Right, so you got a three-course dinner, half a bottle of wine per person, a bottle of beer, and obviously the awards are done. Scott Wilson will be hosting because he hosts different at Ten Castle, and it's a cash bar. Those mm-hmm. open at six. How much? Hundred and ten pound. Ninety quid. Higher. Hundred and ninety quid. Hundred and fifty pound for what? that. For that. So what? What you? What you getting? What? Half a bottle of wine and a bottle of beer for fifty quid or something. It's frightening, eh? And a three course dinner. Ah, it's crazy, man. That is crazy biscuits. Like that is absolutely mental. Because I looked at it, I went, that could be all right. And then I looked at the price, I went, no, that's not for me. No. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna definitely go that. I'm on the gate, so should be able to go. I mean, forty-five pound. That's you'd pay. Oh, I'd say that Campbell talk. To be honest with you. Dan Cowan and Dick Campbell for about an hour. Just sign me up, eh? What'd you get? Is it how many a complimentary drink, Cammy, did you say? I don't know. It's very hard to see here because they're saying it's for <laughs> quid, including a meal, but it mm-hmm. doesn't tell me who's making the meal. Probably a few creations and that, but it'll just be past uh, You know all about them, Cammy. Yeah, I know about them. I watch them. Um well, seeing as we're talking at the moment, the hips won ninety nine pound. Really? I think the living one's just got a spot on then if that's what you are charging. Bigger teams, that's why. But well, but even a drink though, Andy, man, like I know I understand that it's great, oh half a bottle of wine, oh wow, and a you ever had a pint in town? Edinburgh, Edinburgh bar prices, mate. Come on. It's uh, it's gorgy, mate. It's no fucking high end Princess Street. But well, by the way, the, 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 what I would say is that the restaurant's quite good. Yeah, you said that. It looks banging. Like I've seen nice. photos and that. It looks banging. It looks good. Don't be wrong. That looks amazing. Three course dinner and all that. But it's like, no, it's no worth it. No, it's not. Definitely not worth it. Because you're getting Dick Camel for forty five quid. <laughs> <laughs> you should go up in the stage, park the bus. You should put your name up. Go on then. I dare you. You dare. You're the lovely. I'm gonna do it for you. Know, you do it for our one. And I'll do it for the the, 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 the harsh one. I've got to see if you want me to stand up and do the abs one. <laughs> <laughs> you get tatties flinging at you, man. They just come straight from the field, mate. It's a tatty field, man. No comment. <laughs> Too many derbies coming about. No comment. No comment. Yeah, as long as we'll you go stuff it there. But yeah, top six, bottom six is all to play for, eh? Yeah.
So here we are, the wee quiz that we like to finish off with. And because we talked about Falkirk earlier, we've got a wee game here. And it's against Hibernian from 2015 semi-final. It's the one where Falkirk won one now. Uh-huh. So three lives each. And we'll let Cameron start since he's not the Hibs fan. So this is 2015 Scottish Cup. 2015 Scottish Cup semi-final. It was 1-0 to Falkirk. I'm not telling the scorer. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. In the game where we absolutely battered them, hit the post. Done that's fine. Except I put the ball in the back of them. What in it? Yeah, we'll, we'll, go for, um, we'll go for Craig Sibbald. Correct. Dylan McGeeck. Correct. John McGinn. No. That's too early, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's one life. One life from Cameron. Yep. Ewan. David, sorry, Sir David Gray. No. Oh. Stephen Whitaker. No. Hmm. All right, Paul Hanlon. Yes. Lewis Stevenson. Yes. Scott Allen. Yes. Yeah, Grant. Yes. Farid El Alagui. Correct. Aye, for Falkirk though. Aye, for, for Hibs. For Hibs, yeah. Aye. 2015, eh? Conor McGrandles. No. Fuck. That's your three lives. Well, it's because I've had one already. And then we take this right. the old uh, cum dog. Yes. Wow. That's three like, players in that, that, in that thing I said there. I thought, you know, that was kind of either that they kind of players were going about to. Yeah. I only go hit us and they go for right, I'm assuming our right back was uh, Jordan Forster then. It was indeed. Yeah. Wow. And Liam Fontaine. Yes. Mark Oxley. I'm actually yep. more intrigued of the. I'll read that in a minute. I'm actually more intrigued with the Falkirk one rather than the Hibs one. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just. Any more you want to name now that you've. Uh, Marvin Bartley. No. No? Oh. No. I can't remember the rest of the at that point, actually. Uh, so, Bartley wasn't even on the bench. That Nick so, Michael? No. Right, we've got, I'll go through, the, I'll go through the, the ones there. So you've got Oxley, Foster, Hanlon, Fontaine, McGeeck, Allen, Robertson, Fivey, Stevenson, Elegui and Cummins. Five, and, yeah. And your two oh, subs. Oh, that Scott Robertson, I forgot about him. And the two subs you made that day was Dad DJ. Oh, Frank DJ. Him and Dominic Malonga. Oh, da, da, da. Oh, oh, Dominic Malonga. I was fucking brilliant that day, wasn't it? Oh. Uh, right, McDonald for Falkirk was McDonald. Oh, I do McDonald. Yeah. Duffy. Yeah, I, I, Kieran Duffy. Yeah. McCracken. David McCracken, next manager, yeah. obviously as well. Peter Grant, Lee, Luke Lee. Oh, Luke Lee. Lee. Uh, he's doing South still. Yep. Tom Tyo. Tom Tyo, I also takes Hibs. Will right. Volks. Who? Yep. Will Volks. Volks was there as well, still, was he? Yep. I think last season. Yep. Somebody, Smith. No. Can't oh. think who was enough. Was... Anyway, because I'm, I'm just, I've not got the first names there, I'll check in a minute. Oh, uh, you know. Morgan and then Alst and Blair Alston. Austin. 
and Muirhead, Robbie Muirhead and Baye Baye came off the bench. Baye Baye. Yeah. All right, eh? That was a good so, one, actually. I, I like the idea of it, but just because it's like that era of Falkirk, maybe, is it the, 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 the demise or is it yeah. still the one that's good? That's the one Aye. that played uh, Queen uh, Inverness, isn't it? Yes, they got beat from Inverness in the final. That's right. So there we are. There's my quiz for this week. Well, that was all right. Well, we'll wrap it up, though. Back, back to winning ways. Happy with that? Nah, I just shut up. Eh? Right, anyway, so we'll go on to it. We'll just say a wee... Uh, well, just use my usual segment at the end. I can actually speak this week. We are sponsored by Brownlands and Bakers, home of the famous Kilmarnock Pie, and we're all scorched by Champions 2022. Thank you very much for their support over the last season, or, well, half a season almost. And it's much appreciated by everybody getting in touch with us, Twitter, Facebook, we're on them all. And we've got our own website, give all the links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and much, much more. Give us a like, review, and everything else. We're on TikTok, Instagram also. And we're all also on Twitter as well. To our Twitter handles are also there to be seen. But once of all, thank you for turning up. Thank you for listening if you are. And it's bye-bye from me. And it's a bye for us.